and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say alright, it makes me feel alright. Talked about how you look a striking amount like uh, Timothy Osmond. Uh, I, I don't know who that is, and I don't know whether that's a compliment or otherwise. So he's he's the greatest uh, actor of our time. He was on the show Psych as uh, ah, last year. Okay. Uh, he's also in the lovely show that I've started rewatching thirty minutes before this podcast, Gallivant. Gallivant was great. <laughs> Yes, it was. Yeah, I had the theme awesome. song. I had the theme song stuck in my head. Uh, I had uh, Shane ask me what I'd been watching because he'd been running out of shows, mm-hmm. and he mentioned he'd been watching Schmigadoon, uh, which is the Apple Plus series uh, musical with Kika Michael Key and oh, okay. uh, um, Cecily Strong. And I was like, "Well, if you like that, you would love Galavan." So. There we go. Nice. <laughs> so, fun fact, if you're ever looking for your doppelganger. He's on TV. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Probably yeah, making he, a lot more money than I am. So. Yes. You look wow. like him pre, pre-stroke, not post-stroke. Just, uh, Jeremy had a stroke? No, no, no. The, uh, Feels like it sometimes. <laughs> the, uh, the beard is uh, coming in nice and full. It yes. is. Uh, I'm, I'm digging it this year, and I've decided that I'm going to... Normally, I, like I would it. trim it up, but I'm just going to let it run all the way until spring. So and see what happens. We'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. It, it looks good. It it's does. It's a better beard than I can grow. It's a little yeah. uh, It's a little scraggly on the sides, but it's... Yeah. It gives it character. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm digging it. So He who said. can't grow a beard cannot talk about another man's scraggly beard. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> Outstanding. I uh, I shaved my beard, and now everybody at work is calling me uh, young man. Young man. How's it going, young man? I'm like, you guys are all a bunch of jerks. I hate you all. <laughs> so, so how's it been? Oh, how long have we got? Well, I know we got to keep this puppy on a schedule tonight. Yes, yes, oh, yes. You know, I, I just probably can't go until you know, like the hour and a half, two hour mark. Oh yeah. So. No, no, no. We won't do no, that no, tonight. No. I, I can't do, do that today either. <laughs> no, no. I could barely keep my eyes open at work. So, <laughs> yeah. I was. Uh, I got an email yesterday that, uh, I, very excitingly, that I was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID at work. So that's nice. Oh, outstanding. So well, that going for me. The way this thing is going, I don't think anybody's going to avoid it now. So, <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. people in our area are dropping like flies. Like, both yeah. my. Both my neighbor and his wife have it, and they have a they have a three week old at home. So yeah. that's got to be fun. But. I think there was like five people at work this uh, the start of this week. Yeah the uh, the big yeah. question will just I think for everybody is just going to be how <laughs> it's it's not going to be a matter of if you're exposed it's uh, it's when you're exposed and how good your vaccine works. Yes, 
Now, what part of themselves did they expose to you? Uh, well, look, I don't want to talk about it. It was very traumatic. <laughs> okay. It was an IT guy, so you know. Were they, they reading? Are. Were they were they reading a newspaper and they asked you for directions? And... <laughs> no, but we were watching a video of the uh, of the of the hit band, the Champions of Breakfast. Do you remember the Champions of Breakfast? Yes. <laughs> Hang on, let me refresh my memory, but I think that I do. <laughs> Jeremy, I don't think you are. I don't think you're aware mm-hmm. who the uh, champions of breakfast are. I don't believe that I am. Um, hold on, let me uh, let me figure out what what champions of breakfast song I should have you pull up here. Um, <laughs> do you remember? And, 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 and while while you're while you're looking that up, yeah. I, may I may I I know the the listeners can't see this, but I'm going to take advantage. Hopefully, this works because I was having to troubleshoot it a little bit a few minutes ago. <gasps> but. Okay. Yes, I knew this. It was going to be. So now wait, now wait, wait a second, Here. Jeremy. You have a lightsaber. That's uh, pretty awesome. That's. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, though, it is acting up a little bit on me and doesn't seem to want to work properly this afternoon. So I'm going to have to troubleshoot it a little bit. Fortunately, there's a whole mess of YouTube videos on that will explain to you how to troubleshoot said device. Can we hook that up to a light switch and hang it above your bed? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Actually, actually, uh, when I was when I was driving home, uh, (laughs) On the, fir- the first day of the drive home from, from Disney, uh, I was just messing around on my phone for no reason. And I found, I think it was some site on Etsy, this person was selling these things that were specially made for these. And it was like 3D printed and it's two pieces, like 17 bucks. And it's a, a mount. So you it's like a cup, a 3D mm-hmm. printed cup that you mount on the wall. And then there's a little bracket that goes on top with a ring around it. So you can just put it on there and that way it's, you know, out Safe. of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, although, like I, I said, this is, a, this is a little disappointing. See, it is now not hmm. functioning. So, well, I'm, I'm glad it worked for us. It did. Yeah. Um, I thought I had resolved the problem, but my there are there are actually batteries in this thing that I have to figure out how to change. So I'm hoping it's as simple as that. And if not, I have a telephone and a receipt. So <laughs> I will be calling customer service at Disney and saying, "Hey." Uh, I paid a lot of money for this thing like a week and a half ago. Yeah, so. it should still work. Do you, do you think that when you call Disney, <laughs> when you call Disney to complain about the lightsaber, do you think you get like your call is important to us? Please hold. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know that their corporate synergy is quite to that level. You've reached the Empire customer service. That is. Rather amusing. Yeah. Your so, lack of faith in our product. <laughs> and I and I do want to hear about your uh <laughs> don't look at it like that. You're like the you're like the yeah, don't, Luke yeah. meme right now. Yeah, yeah. You can't, don't look at it right in the eye. Well, <laughs> you know, when I'm strong enough to hold the blade in my hand, yeah, well, you know, yeah. it That's is how what it is. Wonder so. went blind. <laughs> so. All right, I want to hear about your trip to Galaxy's Edge, but I did find um, a song from Champions of Breakfast that I wanted to share with you very right, quickly. Uh, this song is called uh, Unicorn Bible, and it's on oh. YouTube. Hey, song's called Unicorn Bible. 
Jeremy, you do have to see the uh, video, though. Cord, uh with a, a Viking helmet on, while another another gentleman plays. Oh, a I just turned keyboard. it off. And uh, they... <laughs> it it really does kind of defy explanation. Um, I've done extensive I mean, extensive research into this band. Uh, uh, they uh, they compose the music at home and then uh, play uh, cardboard instruments uh, on stage to a light show. And this is how I was exposed to COVID yesterday because there were two people in a room watching um, are watching this. And I guess it was Tuesday, but uh, they were watching this video and I stood outside the window and was playing a uh, USPS uh, medium flat rate mailbox like mm-hmm. a guitar. And then they're like, hey, that's hilarious. Come in here and blam. There you go. And there you go. So that's how Champions you... of Breakfast did it to me. Their albums are Pleasure Mountain, uh, Raise Your Hammers, Oh Dance Rod Gods, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Taming the Digital Frontier. Uh, I should also tell you, the lady in the pantsuit is actually a man. Oh, well, it looks like a lady from that video. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. The, the, their YouTube channel is, uh, is very wonderful. Please check it out, all three of them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. There this you go. I'm sorry. Brought to you by Champions of Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And now a musical intermission. Oh, we haven't done one of those in a while. Have no, we, we haven't. I don't want to use it on that either. No. Use it on the little ukulele by Pat Godwin. <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Jeremy. Okay. This you is the whole reason us. that we have the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I want to ask if you guys saw Encanto, but that can wait. I did see that, but yes. Yes, and Kanto can wait. Uh, tell us about Galaxy's Edge, please. All right, so when we planned this whole big trip to Disney, of it which was, Nick you and know, I were not invited. No, you were not, no. unfortunately. But I, I'm still, you know, going back to the initial topic uh, of discussion today, I'm still kind of amazed that all five of us made it down there stayed five days at Disney and came back and no one, well, like there were no viral hitchhikers that came back with us. I'm still sort of low grade astounded by that. Was this your guys first trip as a family down there? It was actually for, it was the first trip for everybody except for my wife. She went <laughs> once when she was a kid. It was my first time going down there. Um, and I, I'm sort of, I think I'm sort of an enigma when it comes to Disney world because I was having this conversation with my parents when I went to pick up the dog after we got back. Um, it's like, I never, I never asked to go to Disney when I was a kid. It never crossed my mind to ask to go to Disney when I was a kid. It was just not, 
I was not a Disney person and there was just not much interest. I, I was when Universal Studios opened up, that was where I started to say, OK, this would be actually kind of cool to go to with some of the movie stuff. But Disney World never held any um, any kind of interest for me. So it was really important to my wife that we go down there as a family. We were supposed to go last year and it just didn't happen because of covid. So we so thought, you know, with things relaxing a little bit, we will we will attempt to do this. And we decided to do it at Christmas um, and I, I think it's good because I think if we would have waited one extra week now, the, say because, the way that things are going, well, and I don't know that the, that would have the, the week you went, cause you went between Christmas and new year's. No, we were there for Christmas. We, okay. we got to the, we, we were there from the 22nd through the 26th. Okay. So the, your, the part of your trip was in like the busiest time of the year for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was it, so when we had scheduled that we were there for five days, and we did two days at Hollywood Studios, and then a day at Epcot, Christmas Day on at Magic Kingdom, and then the the, the last day we were there was at the Animal Kingdom Park, and it was weird because the, the first three days were busy, but it wasn't until Christmas Day at Magic Kingdom and the following day that was like people coming out of the woodwork, yeah. and we were just sort of it, it was almost cringy. There were so many people around. Um, I, I think I would have felt that way even absent COVID. Um, but it was good. And we, we did the two days to open up at, at Hollywood studios because thinking, you know, I've got three boys, everybody's interested in star Wars. It's going to take us an entire day to get through galaxy's edge. And then we need another day to get through the rest of everything that's mm -hmm. there. And yes. we actually got through it pretty quickly, but it was, it was the first place that we went to. We spent a good portion of the day there. Um, it was really, really cool. The, the activities, like I did the lightsaber build, each one of my boys bought one of the little droids mm -hmm. that you can do. Um, we have two R two R two units and a BB unit. Uh, that thank goodness they told us about this when we got it. But if you actually leave those droids on and leave them in proximity to each other, they will talk to each other incessantly <gasps> until the power is shut off. And uh, I think a lot of people who just come home with one of them don't have this problem. But we have three of them that will just <laughs> sit and beep at each other all night if you don't remember to turn them off. Um, awesome. but those activities were pretty cool. The, the lightsaber build was, was pricey, but it was cool because it was like a 20 minute thing. Um, if I could get it to work properly, it would be yeah. great, but it's actually, it, it's actually really hefty. I mean, the whole thing, all the, the pieces that you use, they're all made out of metal. So it's the whole thing. I mean, the hilt of the lightsaber weighs probably like three or four pounds. Cause you get to design the um, hilt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you get to choose from, there's four different categories of parts you can choose from. And then within each category, you get multiple things that you can sort of pick and choose how you want to do it. So everything I did had to do with the Sith, which, you know, my, my kids thought that was pretty cool. Um, how long does that, take? but it was, you said 20 minutes. Um, it was 20 minutes, but the thing was that made it worthwhile. It wasn't just the, being able to build a lightsaber and bring it home. It was, it was theater. Like it was this full immersion experience where you're brought in and there's actors in there and it's scripted and the whole, like every step of the process, there's a story built around it that they immerse you in. And so it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a 20 minute show that you get to participate in and then you get to bring a really amazing LED lightsaber home cool. out of. Which was and it wasn't cool. just like you and then a bunch of kids. It was like <laughs> no, it was it was it was actually mostly adults that I was, was doing say, it. Because um, it'd be real funny if like there was a kid, sir. We can't. We don't have a robe that fits you. Well, because yeah, it's got a higher no, price point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. I, I would. I mean, it wasn't like there were no kids. I think they do it. Um, the the little station that you do it. They they. It's like twelve people at a time, and I would say that it was probably. Yeah. Maybe like seven or eight adults, and the rest were were 
smaller kids and Spoiler, and everybody awesome. you can you can bring someone with you like you can't bring a whole group of people but you can bring someone with you so i took my 11 year old in with me and he just kind of stood behind me while we did everything and he got to see the whole thing which was really cool that's awesome. um yeah but it was it was pretty neat uh to go through and do that and um the one gripe that I have, because that the, the set design, everything that's there in the park is amazing. It's it's funny because when you're on the highway going to Magic Kingdom, you actually drive behind Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the park, it's all this big, all these rock formations and everything. It's like seeing the butt end of it when you drive around the other side. It's all just metal scaffolding yeah, and everything. The show building is really... <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was kind of funny. Um, but I had as cool as it was, there's a lot of different activities there. The restaurants were pretty cool, you know, just kind of like grab and go stuff. And you go to all the shops and you get the, um, you know, you, you get the little stuff that's there. But my problem with galaxy's edge is this, the entire thing just reeks of Disney desperately trying to get people to accept its dog shit sequel trilogy, (laughs) because the entire thing, everything that's there is done in the world of the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like there's a place where you go and there's sort of this, you know, a first order tie fighter and Kylo Ren in costume and the stormtroopers in costume come out. Then you go to another place and it's Ray and Chewbacca come out. I could have done without that. I, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if the whole thing had been set in the world of the original trilogy and it was the empire and the rebellion instead of the resistance in the first order. And it's interesting you that you that. say that because one of the rumors going around right now is that building off of the sec- the off of the success of the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and all of the other stuff coming to Disney Plus is that they're going to pull that back and set it in the time frame of you know, 5 years after you yeah. know Return of the Jedi. Um, I, I could I could do that too. I could do the Mandalorian, um, but it's you know I, I it it is what it is. And if you could kind of put that stuff aside, but it was especially when you go over to the gift shops and things like that. I wanted to get some cool imperial stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. want to get first order stuff, sure. you know. And that's so that's that's one of the things. But but if you can sort of put that aside, the the experience was cool. Um, the the big ride that's at that park is called Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of those rides that's apparently very difficult to get into. So the first day we were there, we're like, we showed up at the park like 45 minutes early and we're just sitting there waiting to get in. And then they open the gates and it's just a free for all with everybody kind of making their way. So we're, we're getting in there figuring, you know, if, if we can get in with a 20 or 30 minute wait in the line, that's great. You know, that's not a problem. And we, we get into the the area where you're at, you enter galaxy's edge and all these sta- uh, cast members are sitting there saying, you know, slow down the ride's, down right now it's not gonna it's gonna be a delayed opening so you don't have to rush so we're, we're thinking that that sort of did it that we wouldn't be able to do it and we ended up going back i don't know maybe 45 minutes later and we just decided to jump in line for it and it said that it was something like a 65 or 70 minute wait we got that, through the line in about 40 in about 45 minutes that's amazing for and that ride yeah it was and, and it was the first ride that we went on at disney world and I came out of it just sort of like, all right, if that's what this is, experience is going to be like, then then this was worth the wait because that whole ride was really really cool. Yeah, I I don't know a lot about the ride. Um, I've tried to stay kind of dumb about it just so that eventually when I do get there, it'll be kind of a surprise. But it is, from what I've read, widely considered to be the best theme park attraction in the world. I mean, just any park, any any country, 
Rise of the Resistance is generally considered yeah. to be the best one that's out there. Yeah, it is. And I did no research at all. So I had no idea what to expect going into this. And it was, I, Bill, if you're, if you're waiting, I, I won't go into detail about what's there, but I'll, I'll just tell you, I know people can't see this if they're listening to it, but there, there were many times while we were sitting there going through that ride that I was just like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know there's ad ads and I mean, there's, yeah. there's some cool stuff in that ride. I, um, it, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. go. Yeah. I go in, I'm going in May. This year? Apparently, yes. Awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, God willing, if the creek doesn't rise. And, um, if the what? COVID, God willing, if the creek don't rise. You're not <laughs> thick enough to know that? Apparently, apparently, I'm about 30 years too young for that one. Oh, well, you're missing out. That's a good thing. And I, yeah, I can't wait to go out. Like, you, seeing your pictures of that, Jeremy, that you were sending got me super mm-hmm. excited about yeah. it. Super excited. Yeah, it it was it was really cool. Um, you know, we're, I'm I'm glad that we did that. And then you know, we we sort of came out. We we spent I don't know maybe half or two thirds of the day in Galaxy's Edge, and then went around and did a bunch of the other stuff. We did the the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular mm-hmm. show that they did, which was really cool. Um, and then we ended up we came back for another half day, and you know went back to Galaxy's Edge and and did all that stuff. But it was that, that like I said, it, it was really cool. The the ride was incredible. Um, just the environment is incredible the way that they have it all set up. Cause it really, I mean, it, it feels like you're walking through Moss Eisley. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's total full immersion. I just wish I would be cool with the Mandalorian. I think if they reset the entire thing and they did it in the world of the original trilogy, it would go from very cool to once in a lifetime, bring me back here multiple times. And I would, I would love it. Yeah. I mean, they'd obviously have to leave, you know, rise of the resistance and stuff alone. Cause I don't, from what I gather, it would be really hard to retheme yeah, that, you but you, but in terms of like the, the land and the characters walking around and the merchandise and the meet and greets and stuff, they're talking about pulling all that down. And so instead of going in and meeting Ray and Chewbacca, you're meeting Mando and baby Yoda. Um, I think people would go just absolutely apeshit for that. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Because again, you know, the those sequel that sequel trilogy is kind of universally just meh. I don't think there's anybody out there who who thinks they're amazing movies. It. What? I loved it. Mr. I've Contrarian. Never so hard as I did watching those movies. I mean you <laughs> sat next you sat next to me in the yeah. second one. I laughed uncontrollably. <laughs> I've I've only I've only booed out loud at two movies in my entire life. One was The Village. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was talking screen. about The Village yesterday too. And and the second one was when Ray and <laughs> was when uh Ray and Kylo Ren kissed. I was everybody was like, "Yay!" and I was like, "Boo!" <laughs> he was too. <laughs> I can confirm that. Uh, but so. you know, at the, uh, you know, at the other side, you know, the Mandalorian and stuff is kind of universally acclaimed by everybody. And so, it, you know, Disney is about the, the Disney theme parks are there to make Disney shareholders money. And so right. to make more money, theme it to what people want. Um, and yeah. and even if you just rethemed the meet and greets and put in, you know, new costumes for the people who are walking around, um, it would not be overly expensive to make that change. And yeah. I think. I think it would be a, a huge change to the land now yeah. how they do that now. Cause you know, you're, you're right. Everything's about theming and stories. So it's like, okay, uh, 
okay, so now, <laughs> now it's 30 years ago. Uh, it's the same place, but it's 30 years ago. Okay, go. Yeah. And, and I'm, as I go through and think about it, realistic, outside of Rise of the Resistance, which I still think you, you could do it. Um, it takes some work, but I think you could do it, you know, in the, in the context of, of like a new hope. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only, I mean, obviously the, the merchandise would all need to get redone. Um, there's only other than rise of the resistance. I, I think I'm trying to remember there's only one physical location that would need to get redone. Like the, the mock-up of the tie fighter that they have is mm-hmm. like a first or first order, it, it looks like a hybrid of an Imperial shuttle and Vader's TIE fighter. Mm-hmm. And it, you would have to strip that away and make it something Bring different. Bring a different one. But, sure. Yeah. But other than that, I, you could do it. I, it's not like Disney's hurting for money. So no, I um, mean, don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah. They think they are. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you so, had a good time. Everybody yeah, came yeah, back so alive. They did. Um, it was the, the, I think the worst part about it was, cause it was, you know, we, we budgeted two days for the drive down there each way. Mm-hmm. And we ended up staying in Chattanooga, Tennessee, actually at the same hotel, both ways thinking, okay, we'll, we'll try and do this in a you know way that makes sense. And the worst part of it was, is that my wife had made, so we, we finished up at the parks on the 26th and then we left on the 27th, but mm-hmm. we went to Disney Springs, this like shopping and restaurant area in the morning. And my wife had made these lunch reservations at Disney Springs for something like one o'clock in the afternoon. So we go and eat, we're done eating and it's like, get in the car. And I'm looking at the map thinking, okie dokie, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. And the next stop is Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is going to be interesting. And then we hit gridlock traffic on the Florida turnpike coming out of Orlando for an hour and a half. So we made it. Yo, we, we made it to Chattanooga. Uh, I was unloading the car at one thirty in the morning, oh and we had gosh. to leave the next morning at 6 a.m. So, oh. <laughs> oh. And did you, when you checked in, were you like, hey, where's the choo-choo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there's signs everywhere for that. So, <laughs> uh, Where did you eat at Disney Springs? Um, the, I forget the name of it. The fried chicken place. Oh, the, uh, the, oh, the, one the Guy Fieri place? From, uh, D- Dumbo. No. Um, or the homecoming homecoming. That's yeah. it. I don't yeah. think you guys heard me. What did you say? I, said, I yeah, did. I, I just went right past the it. Crows from Dumbo. You know, <laughs> well, they have to have their own place. Heckle and Jekyll. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there you go. I don't think you're allowed to talk about the crows anymore. I am allowed to talk about what <laughs> you are not allowed yeah, I to can't. talk about. You're yeah, the, I, into I, the tiki room still. <laughs> I I think the the only the only the only if I had any regret about the the time at Disney overall, I could have used some more time in the the like world uh, world of cultures or whatever at Epcot. The World Showcase. Because there, yeah, because yeah. there's on, too, too much stuff to see right. there. Sorry, but whatever. It is. What have you never hey, been I, there before? All, all I call, all I do, I just call it drink around the world drink because that's the world. what that's my fine. primary focus was. Yeah. But, um, but you know, we, we stopped at a bunch of the places there and some of the other stuff, um, actually the rides at Epcot weren't too bad either because we, we ended up getting into the two big, uh, the big in, um, in demand rides at Epcot. We went to the frozen ride mm-hmm. first and, and then we ended up getting on Ratatou- Ratatouille nice. later and that was pretty cool nice. too, but Ratatouille consistently my favorite Disney movie ever. 
Yeah, Ooh. my we we actually just we watched that when we got back because my son, uh, my my nine year old has apparently decided that he is going all in on everything French. So he <laughs> nice. wants he wants to speak French. He loves everything French. So that he was going all in on Disney. No, <laughs> nope. no, nope. And then you so threw right. the swerve with all in on French. Big yep. fan. Does he know so, the only three words that you need to know in French? Uh, he he knows a few, and he just walks around saying them over and over again. But he doesn't know the only three words. What are the only what three the... words, Nick? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. I was told that, and uh, I surrendered. Those are the only. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you guys have you guys seen the YouTube video of the croissant guy? What? No, <laughs> where he's hold on. We are watching vastly different things on YouTube. I was watching the Red Green Christmas special. Is what I was watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure if I can find this one. Any of my kids? Can I tell you guys my favorite lie that I've ever told my kids about Disney? Yeah, <laughs> that they What's firmly that? like that they believe and brought up over Christmas. So I grew up going to Disney. We were lucky. We'd go to Disney like once a year because my dad would get a discount through GM and and all this, and we had friends who had a condo down there so we would you know use their time so we wouldn't have to you know find a place to stay or whatever so we went a lot so i have this scar on my arm uh it goes from right here all the way up to there which is it's a good size scar it's like that and my son asked me one day dad where'd you get that scar and i said oh well let me tell you your grandma uh, when we were at Disneyland once, I wanted to go one way and she wanted to go to the other. And she got mad at me and scratched me with her ring to yank me towards this other part of Disney. And I had this huge cut on my ass. <laughs> and so I sat down on the curb crying and Mickey Mouse came over to me and said, are you okay, little boy? And I said, no, my mom cut my arm. And I don't, it's bleeding and I don't know what to do. And then they took her off to Mickey jail for the rest of the day. <laughs> And so my son and my daughters have bought this hook, line, and sinker over Christmas. They're like, hey, Grandma, what was Mickey Jail like? <laughs> yeah. And I completely <laughs> forgotten I told them the story. And she's like, what? And they're like, yeah, when you cut, when you cut Dad's arm at Disney uh, and Mickey Mouse had to come over and <laughs> take you to Mickey Jail, what was that like? And she's like, that never happened. I was like, then why do I have the scar? <laughs> I found the croissant guy. Okay, so uh, again, I'm sorry. This uh, Daniel no. Thrasher and my kids showed me this, and it's how you look when you order a croissant. And Jeremy, this is for your son. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, let me get a uh, croissant. I'm sorry. I'll just take one croissant. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying right now. I just want a croissant. What? A Has an, he has an Italian one too, and he's like, he's like, he's like ravioli, uh, Robert De Niro. It's just, it's funny. It's also what you guys look like when you try and order at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So they're, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. See, again, the only three words you need to know in French. But you don't even need to not say it. Yeah, that's true. That from, I learned that from the Bob and Tom show. They're so, you guys watching a lot of Gerard Depardieu in your house now? 
Uh, <gasps> no, he, he's he's not gone into to French cinema or yeah. anything like that. But uh, but yeah, if it ends up, uh, if this whole thing ends up with him, what we're actually trying to do now is strike while the iron's hot because I like we. My wife is Polish, and we had the older two kids go to Polish school for a few years, and my oldest one is just kind of like, meh, whatever. Um, but this, there seems to be a genuine interest in learning this language. So if I can strike while the iron's hot and get him involved in it, that would be a benefit out of oh. this thing. And then if I get to go to Paris at some point for him and like just hit up all the World War One and World War Two battlefields out there and eat a bunch of good food, I'm, I'm golden. Can, can, you, can you tell me what Polish school is? Oh, oh, it's... It's Ooh. it's Polish school. It's where like, you learn about where they sent that rocket to the sun at night. Is it and like in, there was that so, in place of regular school? No. Was, so it's like uh, the way that it works is it's it's done by uh, by a nonprofit that's in the Chicago area. Because in case you missed out, uh, Bill, there's a few Polish people in Chicago. Uh, I'm aware. I've had a, I've had some Kolachki in my day. Don't worry. Yeah. There's 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 a couple. Um, but it's like it, it runs during the school year and it's from, you know, pre-COVID. It's from nine to noon on a Saturday and they go and it's 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 language school and they learn about customs and traditions and history and things like that. And and a lot of times what it is, is um, you get a lot of kids like like my son, my kids who are, you know, my wife is first generation. Her parents are both originally. For, yeah. Sure. Um, but, but you get the, the other group that tends to go to this a lot are kids who are first generation, like their parents were born in, and, and they because they're not there in Poland to keep the traditions going. This is a way to kind of boost sure. that up That's and cool. some different perspectives. So, do, yeah, that, do they teach it, them about the submarine with the screen door on it. Oh my no, gosh. <laughs> you ever seen the playing cards or the it's the fingers? It's, this is the six. <sighs> <sighs> sorry, yeah, was, uh, that's, right, that's okay. my favorite episode of The Simpsons, and I just can't not. I can't not. No, I it, think but... okay. <laughs> at the expense, of, also, my of the, grandpa is Polish of the Poles, <laughs> who are lovely people. Yes, um, they are. And have delicious the food. Uh, the the. The fact that there's like that nonprofit is you know, trying to find a way to keep the language and the cultures and the food and stuff alive mm-hmm. uh, is super cool. Well, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so it, that's kind of like what I'm hoping this whole you know French enthusiasm gets is I, I it's is one of my biggest school. Uh, well, I mean, it, that wouldn't be anything like that. It would just be language classes if gotcha. we can find a place to, to do that. But I, I always, you know, one of my biggest regrets is that I never, you know, put the energy into learning a language. I, I mean, I, yeah. I took a bunch of Spanish when I was in high school, but it's not like I can remember any of it because I don't I, use it for anything. I had and, six years of French. I get it. Yeah. I So oui. I, I would I, I would like to do that. That's, that's yeah. Usually it's it's bonjour and we oui that. Henry says all the time, and he just. Hermela Bush. That's yeah. just nice to teach he him that has one. That drive. Well, here's here's the worst part of it is that he's even got his brother doing this too, just for based out of curiosity. Is we have multiple Amazon Echo devices. He's constantly asking the Echo to translate things for him, so sure. he can learn how to say awesome. things. I'm like. I, I want it. Part of me wants to be annoyed by that. And I'm thinking, no, this is, you don't want to be annoyed by this. This is, he's, he really is oh, trying to awesome. learn as much stuff as he yeah. can. I, I'm yeah. perfectly fine listening to it. If, if I have to. Totally mildly annoyed, but uh, well, pleased that he, there's an it. initiative that you didn't have to push. 
Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, that's really cool when they start to, like, they're like, hey, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My son learned how to, uh, working with a kid at school, uh, knows how to solve a Rubik's Cube now. What? Yeah, he just blasts them out. The easiest way to do that, I, I had a friend of mine, um, I had a friend of mine that I worked with because stupidly the company that I worked for at the time, uh, Bill, this was my first post bank one job. Sure. Um, they, one of the like desk drop swag things they gave to everybody was a, a branded Rubik's cube. Yeah. And of course you got a bunch of 20 year olds, everybody just immediately stopped working and just started doing these mm-hmm. things. But my, one of my friends uh, who I worked with, he taught, like he he looked it up online and and studied it long enough that there's an algorithm. For That's it. all it if is. You yeah. can memorize, if you memorize the algorithm, you can do it. And he, I he would give me the Rubik's cube and I would shuffle it all up and I would give it back to him and he could solve it in something like eighty five seconds. Yeah, George is pretty close to that. Uh, I think ultimately there's six different algorithms that he said you have to memorize based on like the position of what's going on and what you want to move. But he's like, yeah, he's like, there's a friend at school and we've been working on the algorithms at lunch and. So and now he's got them, and he has a head for math, and so he's like, yeah, he's got to memorize the algorithms, and so he just, so I'll find Rubik's Cube's lying around, because he must have 10 of them, and so I'll find them lying around the house and mix them up, and I'll come by, you know, 10 minutes later or whatever, and it's sitting back where it was, but it's it's complete the right way again. Okay, that's like yeah. the best scavenger hunt ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, George's Rubik's Cube, and then he wakes up in the morning, he's like, ah. And he'll and he just sits and just and and he's got a couple speed cubes, so he'll you know he's two hand in it, right? You know, he's uh-huh. it's it's pretty impressive to watch him do it. Um, hmm. Now that he's got it down, and I'm like, hey, just every couple of days, do it again. Don't lose the skill because that's a hell of a party trick. That is. Oh yeah. But same thing. Mm-hmm. He took it upon himself to you know learn the algorithm just because he thought it would be cool. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to push you to do that. It's something you want to do on your own. Great. Mm-hmm. Those Rubik's Cube dads are real tough. Yeah. <laughs> so like, now he's, now he, he just ordered a 4x4 four four Rubik's Cube because he's like, now I want to learn how to do a 4x4. Four four. He's going to end up with those big hexagonal ones that are like $36,000. Doing all the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, Grader's yeah. going to end up on some talk show later on. <laughs> take, him, take him down to Disney. He's walking up to the big ball at Epcot trying to like see yeah, if he can like, move it and... Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like what happens when people play Tetris for too long. You start to see he's like, well, if we rotate this, we can. <laughs> or, or you've been playing Grand Theft Auto too long. Oh yeah. well, that's different. we've all been there. Yeah, I can just hit that guy. Okay, so uh, you, yep, Jeremy, you've seen Encanto. Yeah, we uh, like, we did, did watch it not too long after we got back, and it, there wasn't. Uh, I think they're still in the process of including that stuff at yeah. Disney. So there there were a couple of sort of signs and things like that, that or, or places to take place. And that was it. There wasn't really anything, but yeah, I did no, see that, it. it, was, that, it was that's good. just, that's just Spanish on the normal signs. It's did good. the Rodriguez yeah. watch Encanto? Oh, of course we did. What'd you guys think? I, we loved it at our house. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. It was, I, uh, yeah. it, it, not like Pixar has, has let me down on this, but that one in particular, some of those scenes, especially at the beginning of that movie, that was um, regular Disney. Oh, was it? I thought yeah. it was Pixar. No, it was okay. regular Disney. Well, never mind. Um, well, either way, uh, for, for any of those animated uh, movies, the thing that amazed me at the, the very beginning where they're getting ready for the, the festival where was it Antonio 
the the little mm-hmm. boy gets his mm-hmm. gift, mm-hmm. and it, the, you know, the camera shot from the animation is is kind of going up the street, and you see all. The, I'm just sitting there, sort of <laughs> eyes wide. Yeah. How did you guys do this? This is incredible. <laughs> the detail and the color, and um, but that was uh, you know we uh, when we were down there, we did a couple of things, or we stopped at a couple of things that were sort of related to you know, Disney animation. And we actually mm-hmm. stayed at the art of animation resort while we were down there. And you, you get into that and, and re- learn a little bit more about how they approach some of those things at a variety of levels. It's, it's, it's a gift, man. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I can't even, I can't draw mm-hmm. a straight line with a ruler and I can't even fathom people being yeah. able to come up with stuff well, like this. And you think about that technology. I mean, you know, when we saw toy story, it like was blow your mind technology. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you've got this and it's just, it's not even in the same neighborhood. Honestly, my favorite part of going to Disney was going when they had that art of animation and you could like see the animators working and, mm-hmm. you know, see all that. That was my favorite part as a kid. Cause like, uh, I, like, like now I can't fathom doing that. Like, how do you make that happen? Like I work with computers for a living and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> really powerful computers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the other Disney, uh, Disney story that I wanted to tell you guys that I thought that you would appreciate. So a little bit of backstory about me. uh, And this is something that's kind of gotten worse the older I've gotten, which I think is, is not entirely uncommon. I've never been a big fan of thrill rides and things like that. Like I don't go on roller coasters or anything like that. And I used to be able to do other, do a lot of other stuff, but the older I've gotten, I have found that I get really, really prone to being to motion sickness. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Even to the point where I can't like I can't ride in the back seat of a car. I have to be in the front seat because just something about the you know the way yep. that the, my inner ear works and I can't do anything that spins, yep. like teacups or anything like that. I'm I'm done. Whatever. So we my my oldest son is is big time into these things. My wife loves these kind of rides too. So the second day we were at Hollywood Studios, um, there's the. Uh, I don't know, Bill, or if either of you guys have ever seen it, there's the the rock and roller coaster sure. featuring Aerosmith. Never went on it, but yeah. So I'm th- so we go and we're kind of exploring this a little bit, and it's like, all right, this this doesn't look too bad. Um, you know, you look at the, you know, here's this one story building, and you go in, and it's like, okay, fine, this this is probably something that's you know probably a little fast in places, but should be manageable. So my the two younger kids were obviously not going to go on this thing. So my wife stayed out with them. My oldest son and I got in the front of the line. We're like five minutes to get into this thing. So it's okay. We'll do this. So we go in, we're waiting in line for the ride and you see the cars come in and the people get in it. And then it goes in right next to where you are. And it's sort of the, the clock starts ticking and everything. And he and I are sitting there like, Oh, this is going to be really cool. (laughs) And then they start it. And this thing is moving faster than anything I can fathom. And it's It's a launch. um, It's a launch one. Yeah. So he and I are sort of sitting there trying to figure out, do we want to (laughs) bail on this or not? And I'm like, I I said, I'll stick this out if you want to, whatever. So we get on this thing. It's zero to 60 in like four seconds. It's no, it's not. It's zero to 60 in 2.8. Oh, it's 2.8. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I, I I looked it up on Wikipedia afterwards. Um, Magnets are awesome. So we go through this thing and fortunately the, the ride is only a minute long and I'm literally like, I, I, I braved opening my eyes twice for like a split <laughs> second and I was like, nope. And I'm just sitting there like, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. And so we get through it, we get through it. And it, it, it was the fact that the ride was so fast that 
it was fine, you know, because it, it literally is. You, somebody actually did a, a front seat camera on YouTube, and you can watch the thing from the wow. inside. And it's it's like a it's it's like something like sixty five seconds to get through the entire ride. So we got off of it, and I was just kind of like, okay, this is whew, this was this was the experience. So we come out, and I realized that you know I had judged my going on this ride by looking at this one story building, thinking you know, okay, this is an indoor thing or whatever. No, um, in fact, it is the airplane hangar that's behind that right. building, which is where the roller coaster <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, they, they There's hide. like full loops and corkscrews in this thing. And I was like, oh, I misjudged this entirely. So yeah, they, they, they like to hide there. stuff off, yeah. off, uh, offset. And it's back yeah. there. And no, that was, that was a one and done for me. I was, I was, I was okay with that. And, you know, thank you. I will avoid that unless the kids, I guess, want to go. It was, I mean, the, the cool thing about it was because it was, it was the rock and roller coaster coaster featuring Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was at the beginning of it, there's this little multimedia thing where it's actually the band members and they're on video and everything like that. And, and then you're listening, the, the whole thing is, they play around a song. right. Yeah. It, it, you listen to Aerosmith's music while you're doing it. So, you know, uh, that was, that was what got me interested in. It was the, the classic rock stuff, but then it's like, Oh, that's, that was ill-advised. <laughs> Let's not do that again. But after that, we went right next door, which is the because um, my this was a, my, my four year old was interested in this, but it was the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which, and it I don't know if you guys, have you, either of you guys been to that? No. Not, okay, so no. so it's like a show, right? Like you you sit in, you're kind of in a big theater. There's these big you know in the round screens, and it's like 15 minute show that you go to. But the beginning of it, you're you're sitting there, and then these this wall comes apart and there's it's lightning McQueen there. It's like an animatronic lightning McQueen. I spent the entire time in that show looking at those animatronics. I swear to you, this, this car that they had mocked up, it looked like they somehow plucked lightning McQueen out of that movie and made it real. (laughs) I mean, you you expect it to be sort of clunky or machine looking. Mm -hmm. No, this this looks as real as it gets because I mean, there's the parts where the mouth and the eyes are. There's screens that are 4K video that are showing an incredibly high resolution, all the the facial movements and everything. And you can see underneath where some of the hydraulics are moving it. But the I mean, the car is moving like, you know, like they do in the movies with the the wheels are supposed to be the hands and feet and they're moving in a very organic way. It's the animatronics are sick. Yeah, That's why I love Disney is like half the fun is going on the ride and being like, how did they do that? Yeah. Those yeah. Disney Imagineers are something else. Yeah, they are. But I, e- even with the, the new stuff that uh, honestly, the, the ride that we hadn't planned on going on until we got there. And then I sort of looked at it and said, okay, this is, I, I can't be at Disney world without doing this. Cause we had never really talked about going pirate, going on pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my before. gosh. Yeah. Oh, you have to. So, and that, even that we got in and we did it and it was awesome. But even that, I mean, that's, that's older, right? The animatronics that are in there are oh, older. Oh, yeah. Most of but the they, animatronics are older. Yeah. I mean, but, was, I mean, they, they've been yeah. up there, but, it, but it's not on the level of the Lightning McQueen thing. No. But it still, it still holds up. I mean, no, it's that, so cool to go to. Ride is, it yeah. didn't open with the park, but it opened shortly after. So you're figuring 74, 75 probably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that ride's 45 years old. Yep. That's my favorite ride to go to at Disney. Disney. Yeah. 
I like that one part, a lot. Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, because it, it's just great. I could live in Adventureland, though. That's the thing. Like For me, it's yeah. uh, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Just leave me there. I'll just do those three in a loop all day long and just come yep. get me at the end of the day. Yeah, Jungle Cruise was fun. Um, what else did we do? Uh, oh, so they have these new uh, – at the Animal Kingdom Park – they have these. They they have a whole section of that park now that's dedicated to Avatar, mm-hmm. and it's really oh, cool yeah, yeah. the way that they did it. Now, I, spoiler alert: outside of outside of the being impressed at the quality of the CGI, I detest that movie. I think it sucks. I think it's incredibly overrated. I think the story's boring, um, mm-hmm. but it's okay. We'll go do this anyway. And movie. and they had uh, my wife had looked at this, and this is the big ride there that everybody wants to go on, and. We got there when the park opened, and by the time we got in there, it was a two-hour wait for the ride. Flight of passage? Yeah. Yeah. So, But that was one where this was the last day after we'd gone through some of these other experiences, and we went through and looked at, like, the night before, my wife and I had looked up the ride and what it is, and it's like... Because of the immersion and the directional stuff, Mm -hmm. and that you're, Uh you're, they're, they're like... There's signs all over that say if you are prone to motion sickness, do not go on this. Yeah, ride. you would have been barfing on. Yeah. So what? Well, so what we ended up doing um, was my wife and my oldest got in line for that, and then I took the two little ones to go to the the Navi River. The river ones, yeah. Right. And the other two actually bailed out. Like we were halfway through the line for the river one and they bailed out of that line. They're like, we don't want to waste two hours of the time. We're going to be here standing in line for this. So we all ended up doing the river cruise together. And that was another one where the, the lighting and the animatronics mm-hmm. and everything that they have. in that was really, really cool. And it's, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's like, um, it's like going on. It's a small world. It's just, you're, you get sure. in the boat, yeah. you just kind of float through it and then you're done. And you know, that's that. So Although the, sure. they still have the big animatronic at the end. That was pretty cool. I've heard it's cool. Yeah. So I, I could appreciate that for the design and the creativity, but I still will die on the hill of Avatar sucks. Uh, well, oh, maybe Avatar was... 2, 3, 4, and 5 will be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was purely a device to push IMAX on people. And 3D. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, my wife always she still holds the opinion that she liked it better when it was called Fern Gully. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, and yeah, she I still just, feels like that. I just mm-hmm. never un- I never understood how that movie was so popular. It was How it made so much money. It was epic. It made a bunch of money because it was in IMAX and it was in 3D and you have to remember before that It was all this technology. All you when you went to an IMAX theater, you would go watch a little thirty minute Elvira video, mm-hmm. or you'd watch, you know, the, hey, the fires of Iraq or whatever. Give me some Elvira. On well, yeah, and screen. I mean, and I saw that too, but um, <laughs> you would not go see a feature movie on an IMAX screen until yeah. Avatar. Yeah, and that was the one where it was like, wait, I can sit and watch a whole movie like this, and it was, it was just, it was new. Yeah. Never trust a man with two first names. That's all I'm saying. James Cameron. Two, <laughs> oh my gosh, like which one? Hey, hey, James, James Cameron gave us some some quality entries in Terminator and Alien franchises. So I, I don't, I don't. I, it, despite the black marks on his record for me, which are Avatar and Titanic, then you know, 
it is what it is. You know, I learned from watching a movies that made us that James Cameron, when he was filming Aliens, was uh, apparently either dating or married to Gail Ann Hurd. Yes. Of The Walking Dead fame. Which one? Gail or Hurd? <laughs> no, her name is Gail Ann Hurd. Yeah, I had oh, no idea. Interesting. Yeah. I believe she was actually one of the uh, one of the core producers on the original Jurassic Park, too. She very well might have been, yeah. Yeah, she was a big producer. I had no idea. I mean, I just knew her from The Walking Dead. And uh, and then, you know, say, oh, you did that? Oh, you did that? Wow. Good for you, lady. Hey, look look, look on the bright side. Do you know who she's not? Kathleen Kennedy. (sighs) Yep. She still gets executive producer credits for all those Star Wars shows. Yep. How that woman still has a job. Well, she's smart enough to say, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, here you go. Here are the keys. Please bring it back with a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of things that we hadn't known about, did you guys know that there's a creep show TV series on uh, the Shutter Network? Mm, nope. nope. I had no idea either. Heard about it today. I was like, what? And I was like, well, let's look this up. It's got three seasons. You said that seems like a Nick thing, though. <laughs> yeah, it's on the Shutter Network. Yeah, I don't all have that. I don't, think. I don't have that either. I don't have that either. I'm not paying five ninety nine a month. No. I would pay that for. The, Troma also has their own uh, streaming service if you want to watch. Yet the American Love Story. I think I'm okay. It's only five ninety nine a month. You can I probably do. watch it all. You know what? I just watched finished for free. It was season four of Cobra Kai. There you go. Oh my gosh, Sweet this show is so stupid, but I love it so much. Well, my 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 weekend project. Uh, I'm several episodes behind on the final season of The Expanse, so I'm going to be catching up on that uh, this weekend. And then I've also committed to uh, a dedicated binge watching of The Witcher, which I never got past mm-hmm. the first episode of that, just because I didn't have time. I watched the first episode, and then I just didn't have time to sit down and watch the rest of it. So I want to I want to catch up on that before it gets too far ahead of me. Hawkeye. Yeah. Haw- Hawkeye, uh, I that's that one. We've got a couple of episodes left, but I'm I have to wait until my kids' availability to watch that. So. Watch it without him. Make them watch it on their own. Yeah. And the well, my, good book about Buffett. My yeah, and my my oldest son, uh, who, who's into a lot of those shows. We we the first ones that he got into and watched with me was What If, mm-hmm. uh, and now we're watching Hawkeye. And he was asking about Loki, and I guess my wife wants to watch it too because I, I binged on that right before we talked about it last time mm-hmm. when I was home alone for a few days. And he's like, "Well, can I watch it again?" I said, "Yeah, I'll watch it with you. Like, you want to watch Loki again? That's one I will sit down and rewatch yeah. end to end because that's awesome." Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that one was a good one. It was. It was. They've all been pretty great, though. It's indeed a really good time for Marvel mm-hmm. outside of the cinema. Like it was, you know, just nice that all this stuff is outside of the cinema that we didn't miss a whole lot of it. Oh, yeah, I, guess I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you manage to see Spider Man, Jeremy? Uh, not yet. I, I'm still, it will probably be some time before I am ready and willing to do the movie theater thing. So mm-hmm. I'll just wait till that one. Yeah, I get that. Nick, I, I captured Nick and he and I went and braved it. Um, mm-hmm. 
no spoilers. No, no, no. Uh, but I mean, it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, I, I have, um, I, I haven't really been actively trying. So I, I'm, I know a good chunk of the the critical spoilers mm-hmm. just from accidentally coming across things, and that's fine. I mean, it, it's still e- even if I know what happens in the entire movie, it's still being able to sit down and see it will be fun. But yeah, it was. I, one... I hadn't felt this way about a movie like being like, oh, this is everything I wanted it to be since the first Deadpool movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that first like, Deadpool movie was so great, though. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. The guy splats against the thing right in the opening. I was just opening. thinking. I was just, because I, I think I was sitting next to you when that went, and I literally, yep. like, sprung forward, like, the beginning of the movie, <laughs> and the guy hits the highway sign and splats against it. I literally sprung forward in my chair because I was so surprised that they did that, and I had such love for it. Yeah. And then he and then later on he comes and falls off of it. And <laughs> it was but I That sprang, guy was there before I got here. <laughs> I sprang forward in my chair and like let out like this belly laugh. Oh that my gosh. That, that whole introduction in that movie is just that's what like yeah. Um, I was on board from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, the the honestly, the the thing I like the most about the first Deadpool movie is this minor little thing that happens in the opening credits scene, and it because to me it's so it's so in character because of the breaking of the fourth wall that it involves, but it's it's done in this really, and that's when the when it shows they're in the car that's flipping and it's mm-hmm. in super slow motion. And at one point, the issue of People magazine floats by that has Ryan Reynolds as the world's <laughs> yeah. sexiest man. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that. I just stopped and did the it looked like my dog when he hears something that he's confused yeah. about. I cocked my head. I was like, did they really just do that? That's amazing. And they did. And it worked. Yep. Yeah, I think at one point didn't they have like the green a Green Lantern card flight float by? Yeah, they had, they had some sort of a Green Lantern reference. I thought in there too somewhere. Or or the uh, the I'm little action tonight. the little action figure that he has of the the dead the first shot at Deadpool in mm-hmm. X Men Origins Wolverine yep. that's so awful. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. it's so good. <laughs> yeah, Dude, what a great... your oh your poor wife. <laughs> Damn it, now I really am going to want to watch that. I know, I was just thinking, I was like, man, it's been so long since I've seen that, though. I'm going to watch that tonight, I think, before I go to bed. i got to get up early in the morning, but it's worth it. Yeah, I I will, so I I will definitely pick up, you know, I still get the the movies when they come out, and, you know, I watched... uh, Watch Black Widow after that came out on mm-hmm. streaming. I watched Shang Chi after that came out on streaming. Was really impressed by that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the soon to drop Eternals. I yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll watch it, but I have precisely zero expectations for it. Uh, I am so I'm right there with you. I mean, they could literally. I. I. I I don't have high hopes. I mean, at this point, though, in my opinion, at least, I mean, Marvel hasn't put out anything I don't like. Mm-hmm. But although they've put out a couple that aren't great, right? But I've um, never, I've, I've never cared less about something that they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, movie. I know it's coming out this month, I think, but I have no idea when. 
It's like, and, and I'll, I'll watch it, and I'm sure I will buy it and add it to the collection, but I'm just kind of like, eh. Uh, just wait until February for for Ghostbusters Eternal to come out on DVD and digital, so that I can buy that. Since well, it's already my, on digital. My, so my big thing that I was all excited about, and sooner or later we're going to have to talk about this as well if you guys have seen it, but I'm, I, I won't be able to add Dune to my collection because I'm not stupid, and I'm not going to buy it and then miss out on what will probably be a really cool box set of both yep. movies when the second one comes out. So I'm going to sure. hold off on the first one and wait until both parts are out, which will be a few years from now. But yeah, that, that's a that's a conversation we need. I don't know. Did you guys see yeah. that? I never did because I heard it was half I a haven't. movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 still... Eternals yeah. is January 12th on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it's like next week. Yeah, I mean, and again, I'm like, eh, whatever. I had no idea. And, and I'll watch it. Um, I just, I'm imagining in my head that I'm going to file it away with Thor, the dark world and Iron Man three, like at the bottom of my yeah. rankings, you know? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'll be surprised. I wasn't really excited about Shang Chi and I really enjoyed that one. I, we liked that one a lot. Yeah, I, but I, I didn't, I, I had no, um, like it was on Disney Plus and I didn't watch it, and then I bought it on Blu-ray and then I didn't watch it. And then I was like, eh, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh man, that was really good. My yeah, son's I, exact words were, "Is this going to be in English anytime soon?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it will be, buddy." Yeah, I um, see. I I didn't feel that I didn't feel the way about that about Shang Chi that I did about the Eternals because the Eternals I'm actively trepidatious about. Oh yeah, Shang Chi yeah. I was just kind of like. I will watch it when it comes out. I, I don't really have a an opinion on it one way or another. I don't know anything about the characters, so mm-hmm. you know I, I've yeah. heard good things and it'll be pretty cool. But the the Eternals, I'm just sort of like, mm. yeah, I I totally understand because I think I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. We should watch it together. I think we can do that on Disney Plus now. Can like I think you can have like a watch party. Are we? Uh-huh. Do we? Yeah, that we actually should do that. Do we? <laughs> do we do that? And then do we record? A la, do do we do a mystery science theater three thousand episode of yes. the podcast for the Eternals? If we can pull that off, that actually might be pretty cool. We can, we can do that. I know how to do it, and we can do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. Okay, we can do it. I used to, I I I I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I used to watch a wrestling show. That or uh, wrestling podcast that we would uh, you would watch them talk about the pay per view as you went and watched old pay per views, hmm. <laughs> and it was with Bruce Pritchard, so it was somebody who was there. I mean, you just need two devices, right? A device to stream the movie, and then a device to do a podcast. Yeah, on. yeah, that's it. I mean, I like I I would just put it on my TV down here, plop my mm-hmm. laptop on the couch, and yeah. put my head or you know put one earphone in or whatever, and yeah. boom. Good to go. Yeah. My iPad goes wherever I want it to. Yeah. I was like, I can, I can, yeah. My, my iPad recently uh, went to the electronics recycling at Best Buy when I accidentally dropped it on the bathroom floor on its screen. iPad heaven. Oh, yeah. And it was, I mean, to the point where I, I still couldn't believe that it was functional because mm-hmm. there were parts of it where the screen was gone and you could you see through it into the guts behind <laughs> it. It was just like, how does this still work? <laughs> but 
fortunately, I got I, I got something like six good years out of it, so I said, okay, that's fine, whatever. And by then they start slowing down anyway. It was already slowing down, so but I, I haven't cared enough to go get a new one. I have my phone and my MacBook, and it's a pandemic, so I don't go anywhere. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. I yeah. think I have an old iPad two or whatever that just doesn't work anymore, and it's still just in a drawer because I can't. I mean, it was like a Christmas present for my mom that I just can't bear to give away, but I don't ever use no, it because yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, mine mine was also a Christmas present from my parents, but when the screen shattered into a billion pieces, yeah. I had no such compunctions about getting no, rid no, of no, it. No, 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 that so. makes sense. I need to maybe mm-hmm. have it meet its demise, and I can yeah. get rid of it. How doesn't it work? Uh, it's just super slow and gets bogged down in the simplest of tasks. We could probably use it for something. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty slow, just because it's and it's not supported anymore, and the software is out of date because you can't upgrade it anymore, and it's just. We old. probably jailbreak it. <laughs> I don't know what you do with it though. It probably freeze during the jailbreak. I mean, we can do all sorts of fun stuff with it. All right. Well, the next time I see you, I'll bring it to you, and then I won't feel bad about getting rid of it because I'll be donating it to science. There yes. you go. Science. Mm-hmm. I'll use it for my 3D printer. Perfect. <laughs> that one day I will get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, um, Nick. If you if you get the 3D printer, I will make your I will make your mount for your thing. <laughs> but there is there is there is a market for this stuff because I'm telling you, I through the the Dad Gaming Group on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I, I found this guy who's doing stuff, and he makes these. Um, these little 3D printed racks, and you can pick your system, but it's oh. a vertical. It's a little vertical game rack for your oh, video games. Yeah. So I actually, I actually bought two of them from this guy. I have one for the Switch and one for the Xbox. Yeah. Um, and then this this um, thing that I got for the lightsaber is 3D oh. printed too. So I mean, come up with some designs, man. Get yourself an Etsy page and have <laughs> at bought, it. You can make some money. We've bought Nerf yes. mounts. Like I have a Nerf mount for a GoPro. Mm-hmm. So you can oh, mount yeah. a GoPro on a Nerf gun that was 3D printed. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, no, I, that's really printing, awesome. 3D printing is a feature. I already thought about a ring that has a little has a little protrusion on it. You can give people wet willies with it. <laughs> right in their ear. <laughs> Using its powers for good. Oh, wait. Evil, I'm sorry. It's a ring with a thing on it. You can give people wet willies with it, and then you can enjoy sitting in the courtroom when you rupture their eardrum and they <laughs> sue you back to the Stone Age. Well, I mean, you have to know proper insertion. I mean... <laughs> It's come with instructions. It's just, that that's just good advice. Good advice on a number of fronts. In yeah, life. I mean that's it's really yeah. kind of universally good advice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Insertion. <laughs> We're ten-year-old children. I am. My kid said nacho today, and I died laughing because have I ever told you? <laughs> I ever told you guys that I call uh, I call the taint uh, the nacho. Oh boy! To <laughs> this nacho button. Yeah, I, I I filled that one in. Yep. <laughs> and when a kid asks you why you're laughing, you got to come up with a lie pretty quick. Yeah, you can't really. They're like, "Can I have a nacho?" And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm responsible for the upbringing of children. <laughs> What's so it's funny, little... Dad? I was just thinking about the time somebody spilled nachos on themselves. <laughs> yeah, just hot cheese. It's just 
Great times. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jeremy, we should probably let you go. You got an early yeah. morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be an early morning, even earlier now, if you jack and innies have got me wanting to go watch Deadpool. <laughs> hey, that's on you, man. I, I will be watching Look, that is a you decision, sir. I'm falling asleep to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, good I deal. I'll be well, watching good. Deadpool tonight, but. It was good catching up, boys. We haven't done this in a long time. Yeah, so. I, I looked. Our last episode was Halloween. So Halloween. It's episode. good to know that our Google calendar is, is working. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. At least we can keep track of how long it's been. See, see this, but but here's the here's the thing with the Google calendar. This th- this is par for the course for me in my professional life. Is I'm the guy who builds things. I'm not the maintenance mode guy. So sure. I'll put it together, but then you know I got to hand it off to somebody else, or else it's not going to happen. So well, how fun is this? I'm the maintenance mode guy. <laughs> All right, we'll schedule there one we of these for like three weeks from now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Schedule one three weeks from now, and then we can actually talk about the holiday season, which we missed. So it'll sort of be a little bit, you know, off kilter. It'll be but fine. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be all good. So. All right. Excellent, guys. All right. All right. Good talking to you, boys. You too. Good be good. To Stay out of trouble. See you guys. All right. All right. I'm out. Bye. Bye. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... <laughs> Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says Old Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.BandCamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk.